considering a return from the break. We'll be talking about COVID-19 vaccine patches, which are actually more cheaper and affordable, the Andromeda galaxy that we're colliding with, NASA's Curiosity rover, and Charles Darwin's stance on forests. So let's dive right in. Since the start of the pandemic, researchers have been working on cures for the COVID-19 vaccines. However, recent studies show effective vaccines without the needle. Researchers have actually been trying to create these patches that give life-saving drugs without any pain to the skin, a development that would really revolutionize medicine. You may be thinking all the patches would be doing is saving children's tears at the doctor's hospital, but it would also help with those who have an intense phobia of needles or syringes or even distribution efforts. They have cold chain requirements which are really small and easy to send in masses. They may actually end up heightening vaccine efficacy. In new studies on mouses, again, which the patches showed really promising results. The patches are dotted with over 5,000 microscopic spikes to the point where you can even see them. It also measures only one square centimeter. The tips on the spikes have been coated with a quote-unquote experimental vaccine and the patch clicks on with an applicator that looks like a hockey puck and it feels like a flick according to the researchers. The researchers used a quote-unquote subunit vaccine that reproduces the spikes and they dot the surface of the virus itself. Mice were injected via the patch over two minutes of a syringe. The immune systems that don't of the ones that got patches showed high production of neutralizing antibodies after only two doses, also in their lungs, which are actually really good for stopping COVID-19. In fact, it outperformed the vaccine itself. What makes the patch more effective? Vaccines are normally injected into the muscles, but the muscle tissue itself doesn't have enough immune cells needed to react to the drug. The tiny spikes actually localized the reaction or feeling of death, and it created a sensation of skin death or mass, mass skin death, kind of like burning your hand, which causes your nerves to react faster and triggers a greater immune response. You can also learn to use it at home. In fact, you don't even need a medical professional, it's just an applicator. Now we're moving on to the Andromeda Galaxy. If you didn't know in the center of the Andromeda Galaxy that we're destined to collide with, it has this really strange shape, or this shape is like a cluster of stars. And we've been wondering why for a really long time. Research has gone into galaxies, and most of them have supermassive black holes at the center, right? And they can actually collide together, which would explain the cluster. It would have been caused by some sort of gravitational field kick, like the recoil of a shotgun, but cosmologically. The same kick that we're studying would have been would have had the power to create over millions of stars, also known as an eccentric nuclear disk instead of the star cluster. But normally the force for these collisions would also be enough to pull the orbits of other stars near to the galactic center, almost stretched, which makes the middle appear brighter, and also just for the black hole to take on a much larger approach. Supermassive black holes can also travel so fast that they are just that they can actually just be removed from the galaxy altogether. In fact, on Mars, NASA's Curiosity rover recently discovered traces of what was undetected, but now is traceable organic molecules. None of these organic molecules in the sand hold undeniable signs of life, but they do show how effective a new technique could be, which is that instead of using the rover to drill into the ground, you can just scoop it up. 
This technique is really effective actually for finding carbon-based molecules, which is one of the most important building blocks for life. This experiment started a while ago, so the Curiosity rover hit a bump on the road while looking for life. Just as it was about to sample the rock, its drill actually stopped working. So NASA decided to scoop up very small amounts of this sort of sand slash rock, which was the same material as the floor anyway. The laboratory has nine cups of solvent in the rover itself. That's right, in the rover itself, which can only be used one each. So the researchers had to be very picky. This almost sounds like a word problem. Some of the sand had molecules like ammonia and benzoic acid, some compounds which have never been identified on Mars before. Now, just a couple of years later, the studies have been reviewed and published. It took a year before engineers on Earth fixed the Curiosity's drill and got it back working. 150 years ago, one of the most influential scientists whose name still echoes throughout the world, Charles Darwin, mostly known for his theory of natural selection, actually made a really good and influential observation that was recently uncovered in the COP26 meeting. A mixture of species planted together could grow more than another species planted on their own. It has actually taken 150 years for an oak tree to grow, as long as it could take, including a climate crisis, to make policymakers and landowners use Darwin's ideas as they try to apply them to trees and agriculture. There is no known human technology that we have that can compete with just planting trees to consume carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, even for their storage. Darwin's idea of growing a variety and diversity of plants together to increase the overall yield is, not something, is now something being explored by others who research forests and climate change. Policy makers from all over the world came together to discuss if Darwin's idea provided a new way for forests to absorb and store carbon more securely. Not only does planting more trees and forests are our main tool for stopping or possibly slowing down climate change, but forests are more like complex systems and they have lots of parts. Tree planting, actually, if not done properly, can actually cause more damage than just not planting any. According to Darwin, there's growing awareness that the most healthiest forests have almost every single type of tree, and they have so many various ages too. Forests following this model can actually tend to grow two to four times more strongly, and helping it capture more carbon dioxide, also maxing resilience and maybe climate change, extreme weather and disease outbreaks. You see, normally trees, when they're all the same species are together, it becomes more of like a survival of the fittest scenario. They only want to grow themselves. But in a variety, they don't really know each other, so they become friends and exchange nutrients one might need. The other one might not need something, but it can give it a cross, and essentially nutrients are absorbed by both trees and are never wasted, compared to just gold mining for very specific nutrients, using it only for yourselves and ignoring every single other nutrient. And all those thicker stems are mostly made out of carbon. This diversity, surprisingly, makes it the absolute best at absorbing carbon. At the COP26 meeting, Norbury Park Estate in England was discovered to absorb 5,000 tons of carbon dioxide per year. Even though the team still planted, even though team trees planted 30 million, this park still absorbs even more than that. That just shows you how powerful diversity of trees can be. 
Anyway, that's all for this episode. I'm really sorry that it was kind of shorter than normal, but me and Nathan went on fall break, and he was kind of gone on vacation, I was gone on vacation, and we didn't really have time to record, so I just decided to really quickly script some of these ideas and give them off to you. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Be sure to stay tuned next week for our next episode, and I'll see you later. Have a great day.